once I start climbing, I have full grasp over my life, full. And this is the only time in my life where I can control everything, where my life is 100% mine to, to hold, you know? It's one thing to face death and being aware of what you're doing, knowing what you're doing, controlling everything. It's another one to, to face death while absolutely not being aware of if you'll survive or not. Listen, man, uh, again, thank you. I, I, can't, I can't express that enough. And I think in what you do, it's so clearly, I don't even know the right word to explain it, but you free soloing. And for anyone that doesn't know what that means, that may be listening right now. This man that I'm talking to right now is a, a climber that, I mean, I, the videos you post seem to be primarily climbing skyscrapers without safety harnesses or anything to protect you from your falling. And there's a lot of places I want to go with that. And the first question is why? <laughs> like, wh wh what are you doing? <laughs> well, first of all, thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, to answer your questions, well, it's this question is probably the hardest question I, I can think of because uh, the why is really complicated. So I think the, um, there are multiple whys, you know, and the first of all would be like who, I'm, who I am. And well, to, to answer that, I, I grew up as a kid. I was really, really scared of death and scared of anything that I couldn't control. You know, any situation that I can't control, I was really scared of. And I remember as a kid, I was like in my parents' car, really afraid of us having like a car accident, a car crash. That was my main fear. I was scared of having somebody of my family dying of like cancer, something like that, which never happened. So it's it's really ironic because I was always scared of everything, but they didn't happen. But I was scared of not having a grasp on it. You know what I mean? So that was like who I was when I was a kid. And when I grew up, I was more and more into climbing. And I, you know, I, I watched the Mission Impossible 2 uh, introduction. And it really like, I was fascinated about how like, this dude could climb without a rope. Of course it was fake, but I didn't know it was fake at the time. I was a dumb, like eight years old kid. I was just fascinated. I, I didn't even want to know if it was real or not. I was just fascinated by the idea of putting your life on the line and control everything that you do, keep your mind focused and actually surviving something. Because the opposite of, of losing my life or losing a loved one's life uh, in something I can't control would be risking your life on purpose, but in full, while having your mind like fully dedicated to it, you know, like you know what you do and you 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 put yourself at risks, but everything is controlled and you're gonna survive because you know what you do. And that was something that really, I was really fascinated by this when I was a kid, but of course I was also, you know, not mature enough to realize that. So I was just fascinated and I didn't know why, and now I know why I was fascinated. But when I was a kid, of course, I, I just wanted to be like, you know, Tom Cruise and stuff like that. And when I realized who Alain Robert was, the French Spider-Man, who also climbs skyscrapers for like 30 years now, then I was like even more shocked because I knew this was possible. You know, this was possible in real life and it could be like a career, you know. So from, from like my 10 years old or 8 years old, this is what I wanted to do. And I knew it, this is what I wanted to do. I mean, that, that makes sense in regards to the lack of control. Because I mean, everyone, a lot of people, death anxiety, which is why I was interested in talking to you, is 
you're conquering that fear in such an extreme manner. You know what I mean? Like that makes sense to me as to the best way to control, I guess, death is to face it and survive. I mean, that logically makes sense. But how is that, how how has that played a role in your death anxiety? Have you found relief from it or is it at this point, it's just an adrenaline rush? So I think, good question, actually. I think it helped me in a way and it didn't, you know, in another way because I still fear of the situation. I still fear losing my life over situations that I can't control, like being in a car, etc. But it puts everything in perspective. Like when you risk your life daily and you do it in, in full consciousness, you it really puts everything in perspective. You know, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, like to explain it really, but it's you, you understand that you risk your life every day but sometimes you can't control, sometimes you can't. And what matters is to, to be okay with uh, controlling your life uh, when you can and accepting like sometimes you can't grasp anything and, and you have to still be fully relief, you know, in your head. And that, that's the base, that's I think the basic of uh, stoicism, you know, if I say this correctly. Basically like control everything that you can and about the thing that you co- absolutely can't control you, you're okay with it and your mind is, is still at peace. And I think doing this, free soloing skyscrapers like that, made me realize that whatever you do, there's some things that you absolutely can't control that will always be outside of your reach. And that's okay. That's okay. You have to be at peace with that. And at the same time, always like put your attention, put your like attention on what you can control, what you can change. Uh, and yeah, what you have power over, you know? So at this point, and it's so obvious, but it's still so wild to me. And I'm sure the average person that maybe is not a professional climber like you are literally just one simple slip up and that, and that's it. So that idea that you're that close to death, like I understand what you're explaining is to the relieve the death anxiety, but maybe I'm saying this wrong, but are you more accepting of of dying doing what you're doing in the way that you love it and less accepting of dying any other way? Like, is there some subconscious a part of you that is kind of hoping that you go that way and not the other? Um, to be honest, I, I don't really see myself going, um, going like free, while free soloing, but it's more like, I think I put my mind like the other way around. So I accept that there's a chance that I might not survive um, with what I'm doing. And I accept that this chance is actually like higher than if my hobby was like collecting, uh, collecting, I don't know, Pokemon cards or something like that. You know? yeah. so <laughs> that, that's something I accept and I'm okay with it. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't prepare to fall. I don't expect myself to fall because when I go for the goal, I, I just prepare and I, I just go with a fully relieved mind, you know? So I'm stressed before the climb. Because when you're down there and you're about to climb, you can't control much. You're in between things. Uh, It's chaos in my mind. But once I start climbing, I have full grasp over my life, full. And this is the only time in my life where I can control everything, where my life is 100% mine to to hold, you know, on the tip of my hands, literally. So yeah, this this feels great when I start climbing. Actually, like every anxiety, every fear just vanish when I start climbing. And this is this is why like I think free soloing fits me, because 
I'm, I'm a guy that likes to, you know, have full, full grasp over everything uh, when I'm the subject. And when I climb free solo, that's how it is, you know, it's the whole point of free soloing. So yeah, this is why I think it fits me. And sometimes I'm thinking maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I doing free solo and it's why I'm, I like to control everything. But I think deep down it's, it's this way. It's, it, this is who I am. And because of who I am, this is what I'm doing, you know, same for everyone. Yeah. It helps that you again, your, your training and then your preparation and uh, at the same time, it's you're preparing for something that you know you can control. And then it's just so interesting when you think about the opposite. Like you, you focus on so much that you can control. And I know I already asked that question, but it seems like I just always wonder how that ripples down the rest of your life. Because I, I see the idea of wanting to control something and, and and feel like you're in control. But then does it have any counter effect of going into normal life and realize I don't have control of so many things? Like, does it have the opposite effect because you're so used to trying to have control and then you don't all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah de- definitely. So the thing is that I'm, I'm, um, I'm a stressed type of guy. You know, I, I have a lot of um, anxiety, but I don't think I have anxiety in the same way most people do. And, and this, this was way worse when I was a kid. Because I think when you're a kid also, everything that defines you when you're a kid is like... Uh, more shown, you know, in yourself. Because when you when you're an adult, you learn how to control, you know, like uh, yourself, how to you know repress emotions. But when you're a kid, like it's, I don't know. I, I like to see myself as a kid as a me, but like everything is just you know more. Uh, oh, we have a French word for this. It says exacerbé, like um, like much more flashy. You know, like it's it's shown much right. more. And then nowadays, I'm way less uh, anxious in my daily life. But I, I, I still like don't like being the one who controls the things. And it, 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 the thing is that it's shown when I do free solo over you know important stuff because this is my life. This is a life or death situation. But it's it shows it shows like everywhere in my life for even like small details like I don't know like if I'm a taxi or in a cab. I don't like not knowing that I know exactly where <laughs> I'm going uh, when I'm in a in a bus and the bus stops. I hate like it stops and I don't control, I can't make it moving forward. It's just weird things like that. So yeah, it definitely have like a ripple effect, but it's, it shows like on so such small details of life that mm-hmm. it's, it's, I really have to focus to see them, you know, but yeah, the, now that I'm 23, I'm, I know myself more uh, and, and more and more every year. And I, I see that this is the type of guy that I am, you know, I, I'm like a control freak. <laughs> and it shows the most when I'm doing free solo. That's beautiful, man. It's, I, mean, I mean, it's remarkable what you do and how, how insightful you are too. You seem to be very extremely aware. And, and, and what you mentioned earlier about, you know, you had these fears and anxieties as a child. I'm curious to see, have you unraveled that even more? Like, I know you said you had the fear of the car accidents and, and going this way or that way with you or your family. But I, I feel like, you know, especially as a child, it doesn't just come from nowhere, you know what I mean? So was there a specific event in your childhood that caused that, that you can re- recollect or you still haven't really even thought about that? It was just a random thought? Honestly, I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I, maybe there's some stuff in my childhood that I forgot, like traumatic events, something like that. But I honestly, I don't think it's the case. I think I was like born this way, you know, in a way. Uh, yeah, I, I think I was born this way. And, you know, this 
this is just my like uh, character, you know, uh, if that means anything in English, I'm not sure, but this is like, yeah, this is my personality. Exactly. Yeah, this is my personality, I think. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would have to say no to these questions because I don't, I don't remember any traumatic events that would lead me to be like a control freak like that and to be scared of, uh, death. But again, I, 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 I fear death only when I can't see it moving forward towards me, you know, but when I can see death in the eye, when I can stare at like death, then I'm okay. I feel good. Cause I, I, cause I know where it is, you know, that makes sense. I guess, especially in the idea of control. If you know where, I, I think that kind of blends with a lot of the fears of death, from my understanding, from the people I've spoke to. I think it comes from a, you know, just a, a lack of knowing and yeah, a lack of control. Yeah, so I, lack of even knowing. though you're you're facing it in the most intense way, I mean, obviously there's other there's other things that people do that you're facing death. But I mean, there's very few other other ideas I can come up with of how people are facing death more directly than you. So I guess when it's right in front of you that gives you some kind of ideas like, oh, it's right there. I know where it is and I know where to go around it as opposed to like, oh, I don't know where it is and where it's coming from. Yeah, exactly. When you, like death is scary only if you don't know when it's coming, where it's coming and like how it's going to come, you know what I mean? So, and this is the kind of thing that you have to accept in your daily life uh, as, you know, a part of stoicism, but when you're doing free solo, you're, you're just staring at death, you know, <laughs> you're just like staring and waving, like you're just so close to dying that, that it, it forces you to accept that it's there. And now you have to be at a peaceful state of mind to keep going. And this kind of peaceful state of mind to keep going for me, it's not possible if I'm not aware of what is going on, you know? So is there a practice that you have to get into that mental space in regards to whether it's preparation or when you're in the middle of free soloing? Is there any kind of mental practice that you have? Because I wonder, I'm just trying to find the angle of how people can relate to relieving death anxiety with the lessons that you've learned and the experiences that you've had that can be applied to someone who doesn't want to climb a 122-meter skyscraper. <laughs> um, so my best for somebody who isn't putting their life on the line I would say stoicism, of course, uh, the lessons that you will learn from this, uh, kind of thinking is, uh, to like accept that there's a lot of things you can't control and it, it learns how to control the things that you actually can. And I think the goal uh, is to be in a peaceful set of mind for as long as possible. This is the state of mind that will allow you to create things that to work so yeah, that, that would be my, my best uh, solution. And this is what I'm trying to do as well because free soloing is something I can do because of my personality. But I have a lot of flaws, you know, because of this anxiety. So, and, and, and um, stoicism is definitely helping me uh, with this, you know. It's like um, just half of me that, that is stoic and the other half that free solo skyscraper. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two personalities. Yeah, but I think like there's, it's one thing to face death and being aware of what you're doing, knowing what you're doing, controlling everything. It's another one to, to face death while absolutely not being aware of if you'll survive or not. You know, like there's survival stories of people, like I've heard of survival stories of, of a guy that survived in an um, underwater tube uh, with a, filled with petrol, filled with like oil. And this is a chilling story. It's, 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 it's horrifying. And, and it's just the, the things 
these people have thoughts, you know, when they were really close to dying and they actually thought it was over for them. It, it's just like, we can't even imagine, you know, I, I, I can't imagine. I face, I face death um, on a regular basis, but I don't face it this way. Like, you know, when I face death, I know I'm going to make it, you know, and I, and more important than knowing that I'm going to make it, I know what ha- what I have to do to make it, to survive. And even if you're in a like life or death situation and you're not sure you're going to make it because it, Every time I climb, I'm not sure 100% I'm going to make it, of course, but the big difference is that I know what I have to do to actually survive. Like, I know what I should do, um, what I should think, and this is how I, I survive. But people who face death um, on those survival stories and they don't know if you're going to make it or not, they don't know what to do, I think this is the most chilling uh, stories I can hear of, you know, I, I, I can think of. Yeah, you don't. I mean, uh, you, you kind of know what's around the corner as opposed to these people that are literally facing a situation exactly. they didn't put themselves into perhaps and not, and you have to improvise. There's a big yeah. difference there. Yeah, and, and I think like, even like if I have to climb something on site, free solo on site, so meaning I climb a route and I don't know, I don't know the route. Like I'm just going like improvising, but it's like, I go there knowing that I'm going to improvise. You know what I mean? Might uh, look like something really small, but it's a big difference to like being aware that you're risking your life and just have have an accident like that. You know? Yeah, it's just so wild. Like, I, I, it makes sense to me what you've said and what you're saying in regards to, like the preparation. You know, your your physical strength, and you can get to a point where you're so confident in yourself. But at the same time, there's just no, there's literally no room for error. So you literally pretty much have to be perfect. So. How do you, how do you, how do you remain so calm? Is the idea of being calm in your preparation? Well, I think, um, the idea of having no room for error is, is it's actually like relieves me. You know what I mean? It, no, I don't know what you mean. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I, cause at least I, I know it's, it's this way, you know, as long as I know what I'm, what troubles I am in, if I'm trained for going out of this trouble, I will get out of this trouble. Uh, it, it's, it's, again, it's all about being aware of what you're doing and, and, you know, having like your reason all there, uh, everything is, is there and all you have to do is do the things that you train for, that you train in order to survive and, and ha- having like a list of things you have to do and you just focus on this, it forces you, it forces your mind to be peaceful, you know, cause you, you, you being a uh, panicking would be an error, you know? And every time I climb, even if, I don't know, one day I would be in a really, really bad situations, to be honest, I know I will not panic because I know panicking would not be the answer. And if you, if you face life with a logical, rational mind, then you, you never panic. And when I mean panic, it's, I mean, like you don't lose your, uh, your reasons. You don't lose your mind because of a situation it, of course, sometimes you have to act quick. You have to do some things, and it might it might look like panicking, but it's actually like actions to survive. But for, for sure, like when you when you first when you know what you're facing, it's it's so you prepare for some for that. It's better than you know not preparing. You 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 will never panic. I, I don't know how to say. No sorry. no no. <laughs> I think you're making perfect sense. You actually yeah. made me think because I think there's a lot in there. What you just said. In that, how, again, I, I love looking at, I feel like 
when people see what you do, it people. I don't want to say I don't want to generalize, but I feel like it's used like oh, you can't compare what what you're doing. But the beauty of what I see, I personally see, whether right or wrong, is I think there's just so many lessons and applicable situations and mentalities and your preparation and your perspectives that can be applied to the normal person. I'm not calling you unnormal, but I think what you're doing is very unorthodox. Um, but I think the idea of what you're just saying, how you're able to stay calm can be related to other people that find panic in other things in their life. Because how I'm understanding it, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's a conscious choice. And I, I think when people think they get, you know, we panic, it's just, it is a response with our body. But I think which seems uncontrollable, but in my head, I think it starts with how you're looking at it and whether you're accepting it or how you're perceiving it logically, this or that. So I'm just trying to like find this step-by-step basis of how people that may find themselves in panic states, how they can calm themselves down. And from what I heard from you, it's that logical approach of just seeing what it is, this is what it is, and understanding that panic is not going to do anything for me. So with that process, you're just able to maintain a steady heartbeat yeah, exactly. That you you're telling it bit, way better than I am. Well, no, I mean, the only reason I was able to tell like that is because yeah. of how you explain it to me. You explain it beautifully, so don't uh, don't even knock yourself. But by the way, sorry, English isn't my first language. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm Dude, French. I I, I, but, only, I um, only speak English, and my English is trash. So you're you're what you're way ahead of me. <laughs> so please, <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. So yeah, yeah I mean, like I, I I have to admit that I. I would not be able to tell you like exactly like if it's a choice of, or if it's just who I am. But if you go through life with a logical mind, you know, then you always think of solutions instead of being like, um, being controlled by your emotions. You know, it's like logic versus emotions. And the more you go through life with logic, the more you're, you're able to, you know, uh, get out of, complicated situations it's hard it's hard sometimes i i think that that makes sense to me because i feel like i'm a logical person but i have to admit sometimes my emotions get the best of me and the emotions can seem to override the logical aspect of how to get out of situations but i do like that idea that make that does make sense when you do try to think a little logically whatever logic is to you it does give you more of a solution-based ideology as opposed to just responding and reacting by your emotions yeah exactly yeah, it's really hard, but like, and there's a thin line between reacting according to your logic and reacting according to your emotions. For example, if one day I'm in big troubles and I'm coming, I have to quickly act. And like, if I, I don't know, have problem, like I'm going to fall or something, I have to be really quick in my mind. But being really quick doesn't mean being really stupid and illogical and, you know, uh, emotional. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a thin line that you have to find and, and just stay in line you know what i mean it's yeah it's tricky but uh, to be honest it's really hard because i couldn't explain if it's how i choose to be or if it's just who i am i mean i was the age-old question of nature versus nurture and i always wonder about that too especially guys that you know that, that put themselves in situations like you do that becomes you know it seems on the surface terrifying but also healing and and you're being who you are, so it's beautiful at the same way. Are there any, because you, I'm alluding to what you just said about when you're in certain situations, have there been any specific climbing situations that you can think of that have been the most intense, scary moments that you've experienced? Yeah, so for now, to be honest, I'm really young, and I think I can do much better than what I've, I've been doing for the past three years, two or three years. So yeah, I'm quite young, actually. I've been a climber for 14 years. So... 
I, I had good experience in climbing, but I've been doing urban climbing. So yeah, urban free solos for only two and a half years, like three years, something like that. So it's really recent, actually. So I'm kind of still a, a newbie, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think I can do much better. But but for now, I've been in the situations, a uh, few situations that were kind of tricky. I'm going to take two, two really different examples, actually, two radically different Love examples. It. The first one would be the climb of the Crystal Tower. So the Crystal Tower is a skyscraper that is not that high. It's only like it's only like a hundred meters high. So it's it's not like a, a few hundred. It's really one one hundred meter high, and it's it's not an easy climb, but it's not hard. It's it's quite okay. Um, the thing is that you, you don't have good rests. You only have like thin ledges every three meters where you can put your like tip of your toes. And when I mean the tip of my toes, I really mean the tip of my toes. It's not an expression. Like I, I can't climb with climbing shoes because I can't fit uh, my shoes inside the sections. So I had to climb barefoot so I could, I could stock like tip of my toes inside of the ledges. And this was the tricky part of the climb, but it's overall, overall like the, the climb is not that hard. It's not that pumpy. It's, it's, it's uh, you have still places where you can like, you know, let go one hand let go other hand and keep going. So it's it's quite okay. But the last section is totally different. So to exit the roof, it's not just like you climb, you climb, and then you reach the roof. It's you climb, you climb. Then there's a section like that where there's no holes, and then there's the roof. So it's like a 45-degree overhang almost, right? Exactly. 45 degrees. Well, not overhang, but uh, like that, you know? Right, right, right. Okay. So... You know, like, it's not like this. It's like that. I saw that video. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it comes out. It comes out more. Yeah, how do I don't know how what? Dude, yeah, so mind blowing that a you're able to do that, and again, you just you say, oh my, it's like my, it's, I'm so fascinating. You're so wild to me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I to be honest, that was kind of scary, but it was only scary before the climb because I was think, thinking so. Okay, so from the look of how it is up there, they are like. Three options, you know. Maybe I can uh, pass the this the, um, the roof like the first way or the second way or the third way. But if I can't pass like those three techniques, there's a chance that I might be stuck on a small edges, being really tired and with a possibility of not going down. So I was thinking, you know, this is gonna be hard. I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna have to improvise. So. I went there and improvised and it went well, you know, but the thing is that it's improvised, but I still knew that I will have to improvise. And the fact that I knew I will have to improvise made everything much better. Um, I just went into like comfortable and just, you know, relaxed mode for the whole climb. And when I reached the sport, I was in hyper-focus mode. Like, like I've never been focused like that, you know, like, and I just did everything, the first technique that I thought in my head, and it went really well. And I, I made it to the top. And and it's it was a really, really like nice moment. Uh, I will always remember uh, not the moment where I actually made the movements because this I forgot, but just after I I was like shocked that I was I made it, you know, I was shocked. So it, it was a really, really great moment. And this is an example of a moment where I could have panicked. Uh, it was tricky, but the logical always 
takes over the emotional and this is how you survive, you know? And I think this is a good lesson that could be applied in almost all the time in life that when you don't let your emotions get the better of you, you will always get the better out of a situation. You know, you, you will always like get the best out, out of anything, you know, like when you keep like this rational, logical mind, you will always get better. And this is, uh, I think what the stoicism called the rational man. Uh, and this is what I, I definitely aim to be when I free solo, of course, but also in everyday life. And if I got to be honest with you, it's easier to, to be this rational man when I free solo than in my everyday life. And nowadays, this is why I'm reading Stoicism books, because I'm now with the free solo part, I'm good. But in my everyday life, I struggle to be like this. You know, I struggle a lot to be like this because I'm really stressed. But yeah, when I free solo, I'm, it's perfect. Everything always comes together and I, I'm just focused and rational, which is not always the case in my daily life. So yeah. Yeah, and that's so fascinating to me. It's like it's it's the the contradiction of the spectrum that in such an intense situation. Because again, from my lack of experience in, in what you're doing, you see someone like you putting yourself in such a quote unquote stressful situation, even though you're not stressed out in those situations. You you think being so close would make you more nervous, and then oh, I can face this. Therefore, there's nothing in life that would rattle me. But it seems to be the opposite with you and the everyday life and not having the control tends to stress you out. But then at the same time, but then when you started saying you, you knew you were going to have to improvise in that situation, that you still felt calm. So my, my thought to you is, is, what about approaching, this is an idea that you can just throw away, but do you take the that similar approach to life? So I feel like life you can't predict, right? Like I think John Lennon said, life is what happens to you when you're making other plans. So life just happens to you where you're forced to improvise, right? Yeah. I feel like in life, we have these plans, yeah. but when the shit hits the fan, we're forced to improvise. So have you ever thought, is like, is there a similar approach with you hitting that that 45 degree angle at the Crystal Tower, right? Crystal Tower? Yeah, Crystal Tower, yeah. Is it is it is it is it facing life with that same approach? Like, have you ever thought about looking at life like that 45 degree angle at Crystal Tower? Like, I know I'm going to have to improvise and then you have to have faith in yourself that you're going to figure it out. Yeah, you just told everything. Yeah, the best way to to approach life is with this mentality. But if I gotta be honest with you, I still have a lot of work to do on myself on this part of of, of the in this part of life. Yeah, and that's okay, man. You're 23 years old. Yeah, I'm th- I, I, got, but, yeah. I got 11. Year, I got 11 years on you, and I'm already like nervous about what's gonna happen after this. So, <laughs> you're. Uh, I, I think it's honestly, it's 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 it's, it's impressive. Beyond out completely outside of your free soloing, you know you're. Granted, I, I I trust and believe in you that you're gonna work out whatever you need to work out, but you're very you're very aware of you. how you feel on this or that. So this isn't advice, but I think you should give yourself a little grace and be a little easier on yourself because I think you you know you're you're at 23 years old. You've already had this these experiences that you're already comparing to your life. You're not just you're not just doing this and just oh I'm just doing this to get a million likes on Instagram. You're doing this for a real purpose, which some people which some people may look at you like, what the heck is this guy doing? But that's why I, I love I love hearing <laughs> yeah, yeah. your the real backstory because there's a reason there's always a reason behind why yeah. people do things. Yeah, yeah, that that's it's it's really funny because a lot of people they they think that I'm doing this for Instagram likes and I I keep answering them hey if I was doing this for I mean if my goal in life would be Instagram likes Believe me, free solo isn't what I would be doing. <laughs> yeah, believe me, like it's it's always I, I people say this and I just 
and thinking like, wow, yeah, like, come on. What I'm doing is probably like dumbest thing to do if you want to get Instagram life. So Instagram life. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's pretty- There's just a like million things you can do that is way less risky than this. And, and that would get way more likes and views on Instagram. So yeah, an advice for everyone that listens, if you want to get Instagram life, don't don't do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, no. I, I was, I, that was yeah, that was my first. Thought. I was gonna like let's do this podcast while I'm behind you climbing a uh, hundred meter building. That'll get me a million likes on this podcast. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but listen, man, I I know you, I, I want to be respectful for your time. I know we're getting close to you getting out of here. But uh, is there is before you get out of here? Is there anything that uh, if you want to get anything off your chest or anything that you haven't said that you feel like saying? This is feel free, or you can just give us your information and I'll plug it in the. Uh, in the bottom of this episode for people. You, you got it, guys. For anyone that's not watching that hasn't that doesn't know him, please check him out because these videos are they're so intense. They're Thank so you. intense. And I think it's really important to now watch his videos with the perspective you just gave us. I, I like putting those two things together because like you said, on the surface level, people create their stories as to why you're doing this. This is the meaning that we give. We're like, we're writing your own people on the internet, write your own story sometimes. So it's, it's important. Yes, to, it's, crazy. it's important to me <laughs> for people to hear your voice. And granted, it was only 35 minutes and I'm sure there's plenty more, um, but I, I'm happy to take this moment with you and for people to understand the why behind what you're doing. It's really important. Well, thank you very much for being so respectful um, well, of me and my work, it, it's really, it's really nice. And, you know, I was, uh, I, I told you that I would uh, give you two examples that were, that were really different. So I think I have to tell you yes, the other ones. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> the other example was when I was climbing the Montparnasse tower and around 20 or 30 meters, I don't remember exactly. And also I don't know exactly because I was only looking down, but I don't know exactly like how high I was. But I know I was at a height that would be little. Like uh, if I fell, I would be dead, you know? And I realized that my truck bag was upside down. So I had to like, this is what completely like not improvised because if for something to be improvised, it needs to be it needs that you know that you have to improvise. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you still plan on doing something and you plan on improvising, but this just happened. You know, my truck bag was upside down. And I had to like find a good position to untie the knot of my truck bag, put my hands behind my back, like put it in the correct position and do my knot again and just keep climbing. And, and the funny thing about this is that I completely forgot this happened uh, after the climb. And I realized this happened like a year after when I was l- looking at the videos on my computer. And I was like, wow, this happened. Like I completely forgot it happened because it happened so well. You know, I it's just like, Oh, my truck bag is upside down. Okay, boom, boom, boom. I just got to untie the knot up, find a good position, both hands me on my back, put it in the correct position, do the knot again, and keep going. And the thing is that, yes, maybe I could have died on, on that moment, but what does it change? If I hadn't act, I would have died anyway. So, like, this is where the rational mind comes into play. Like, when you have no options but to actually do the correct things in order to survive, usually you will do the correct things, you know? Like, you will not let your emotions uh, control you. And I, well, when I say this, of course, I speak only for myself. I know this is how I work, but maybe other people work differently. But this is definitely what keeps me alive. <laughs> that's, that's, that's brilliant. And just to clarify that, so when you were fixing your, your bag, you literally were just stand, you were essentially just leverage your toes into the building so you're not even using your arms to hold on? Yeah, so it's, it's a building that is... It's not hard, but it's not really easy either because it's c- quite long. It's more than 200 meters. So this is like one of the tallest skyscrapers in France. 
Um, and, and the thing is that I, it, you can let go both hands if you're really, really careful, you can. But it's, it's, you have to be really careful because usually when I climb, I've climbed this skyscraper three times. Um, and, and the thing is that uh, each time I never let go both hands because it's not necessary. The, the, the skyscraper is made so that you can put your, your heel uh, on the side of the skyscraper and just with your heel like and your, your, um, your shoulder, you can lock yourself in and let go two hands. But I never do that. Usually what I do is that I do this with my heel and my, uh, my shoulder and I keep one hand on the skyscraper and I relax my other hand and the hand that is on the skyscraper is also quite relaxed, but I still like grab grip on, on the on the holes. And on for this occasion, I really had to have trust in me, like let go both hands and put both hands behind my back and just get everything correctly. And it, it's not I mean it's not a big thing, like again, because because it, it's not a hard thing to do. You just have to do it correctly. And you have to be okay with the pressure and handling the pressure with a rational mind. This is the, the most important thing I I could. Uh, this is the only thing I'm sure if I had to give an advice to anyone, this, it's the only thing that I I would give and I would be 100% sure of myself is to, to deal with life with a rational mind. I love that. And again, I know nothing about climbing, but I do feel like the, the physical part obviously is very is a challenge, but it, that comes with preparation. But And there's probably a bunch of other climbers that can do physically what you're doing, but the, the, the wild yeah. part is doing it and the mental aspect that comes with it. That's that's the, the mind-blowing part. I do want to ask you one more question. Yeah, I, I know we've alluded to the, the fear, the death anxiety that you have in regards to not having control, but what about just death in general? Are you scared of dying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm scared of dying every day, actually. Um, the only day where I'm not scared of dying is when I do a free solo. That's so wild. That's so, it's so fat. I mean, bless you, dude. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds so, it sounds so contradicting, but it makes so much sense at the same time that you're able to, you just, you're literally is the quintessential example of facing your fear. Wow. Thank you very much. It, it means a lot. No, dude, come on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no one. Come on. But I appreciate you, uh, again, dude, being on here. And for anyone that is listening, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, I don't know how you're doing it. I'll, I'll put all his links in the bottom of the show notes. And uh, my man, thank you so much for, for being on here. It was a, a true honor. And I appreciate all your words. Thank you very much. Thank you for being respectful. And thank you for the invitation on your podcast. And thank you guys, everyone, for Dead Talks, for tuning in. Um, you Again, watch these videos. They're, they're absolutely amazing. So uh, until next time, y'all, we'll see you later.